Hey there, on this May 16, 2021, it's EDB here, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for longer. You're connected to this because you're ready for our Sunday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me. Most holy and all-wise fathers, we come this morning. We come saying thank you. We thank you, gracious Father, for another beautiful day, a day we've never seen, a day we'll never see again. But, God, we thank you that you woke us up with the blood still running warm in our veins. You woke us up with our minds stayed on you. You woke us up, God, to glorify you this day. And as we go forth this day, God, help us to be the witness that you call us to be. Help us, merciful Father, to stand tall, cry loud, and spare not. Help us, O oh God, to raise our voices and let men, women, boys and girls know that you are a sweet Savior, that you love them too, that they are loved by you. The greatest lover of the world is you, Lord Jesus. Nobody can love like you. You love us unconditioned. In all our sins and all our shortcomings, you still love us, God. And we just want to tell you thank you this morning. And God, as we come this morning, we ask you to forgive us, O oh God, for all our sins. Forgive us, O oh God, and wash us white as snow. O oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come laying our troubles, our faults, our mistakes. We lay it all at your feet, O oh God. And we come asking you to forgive us this morning. And God, in the name of Jesus, wash us. Wash us from the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet. Wash us, our God, our minds, and draw in the wonders of our minds, God. Oh, God, filtrate our minds, God. You know the things that's been said. You know the things that's been done. You know the things that we are thinking about and we worrying about God, but you told us not to worry, God. You told us to cast all our cares upon you, and you will work it out. God, help us to cast our burdens on you this morning. Help us, oh God, to turn it all over to you. We cannot change the situations we face. We cannot change the things that people say. We cannot change nothing, God. We only can change ourselves. And help us, oh God, to look at our own selves and see our mistakes, see our shortcomings, and come before you this morning, God, asking you to forgive us, oh God, and wash us and make us some shining lights in this dark world. Oh, merciful Father, we come this morning, not for no form or fashion or no outside show, but we come, God, because we need you, God. We need you this morning, God. We need you, oh God. Because God, you knows and oh God, what we have been through. You heard every cry. You heard every situation. You heard every mumble and complaints, God. You heard it all, God. And you know, God, some, this load sometimes is heavy. But God, we cast it on you this morning. And we ask you to give us a clear mind. Help us to look to you from whence cometh our health and strength. Help us to trust you in all situations. You said fret not thyself. Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't get upset. But Lord, you told us just look to you. Trust you, God, because you are in control of every situation. You know it all, God. 
And since you know it all, we don't have to worry, God. We can lift our eyes to the hills from which cometh our health and strength. And we can tell you thank you, God. We can tell you thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Because, God, we know that you are in every situation. You told us, God, that you heard every cry. You told us, God, that we could trust you in the midst of every situation. And, God, this morning we come laying our petitions before you and saying thank you for taking them, God. Thank you, oh God, for working them out, God. Thank you, God, because you know it all before it even happened, and you know what's going on. And we praise you this morning, God. We praise you. You say in all things give you praise. In all things give you thanks. No matter whatever it is, tell you thank you. Because we can thank you, God, because we know you're there. God, we praying this morning. We ask you to look on the White House. Look up there in Washington, God. You knows about every situation. You knows every problem. You knows what President Biden is facing this morning, God. You knows what Vice uh, Pres- uh, President Kamala Harris is facing this morning. God, you knows that situation, God. You knows what they have to deal with, God. And we praying for them this morning, God. We praying, God, that you would give them the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding of what to say, what to do, how to do it, God. God, we're looking to you, God, because President Biden said he's looking to you. He's trusting you, God. And we asking you, oh God, to anoint them, oh God, anoint them afresh, God. People may not understand how they, what they're doing and how they're going about it, but God, we know when you trust you, God, we can trust you in every situation, and you will work it out for them. Oh God, look on the United States of America. God, we need you, God. The United States needs you, God. We are not united, God. And we ask you, God, to help us to come to be united, God. Help us to come to be loving people, God. Help us to be coming, oh, God, what you have called, what we have called our names to be, God. Help us to walk in the light of that word. Oh, merciful Father, look on the Congress, the Senate, the state, God. Oh, God, the senators, God, you know the attitude, the Republicans, the Democrats, God, we lift them all up before you this morning. You said pray for the government, God. And we lift them up this morning, God. Each and individual, God. As a group, God, we ask you to minister. As individual, God, we ask you to be with them, God. Speak to their hearts, God. Let them live, oh God, what they say they ought to be, God. Oh, merciful Father, help them this morning. Strengthen them this morning, God. Oh, God, we ask you to look on them children on the wall, God. Oh, God, them kids out there, they need a home, God. Oh, God, you haven't let a, you say not a bird come by, you don't feed them. And God, I know you're going to feed them children. God, put them in the hearts of someone that love them, God. Look on their parents, wherever they are, God. Bring them back together, God. We lift them children up, God. Oh, God, those is crying out to you, God. They don't know which way to go. They feel all left alone, God. But we praying for comfort to them this morning. Comfort, comfort them people, God. Comfort, comfort them little children, God. Oh, merciful Father, them parents are crying out, where's my child? Where's my baby? Oh, God, comfort their hearts this morning, God. They need you, God. They need you, God. Help them to look to you for what's coming, they help this strength. Help them, oh God, to minister, oh God, minister to a merciful Father. Oh, gracious Father, not only them children of the wall, God, 
But God, these kids right here in the United States, God, oh, God, look on their parents, God. Oh, God, help them to realize, oh, God, that the children need to be in the schools, God. They need the education, God. Oh, God, help them not to hold these kids back a year, God. Oh, God, the kids, when they get up, they're going to be so upset because they're so old and other kids is young and they even fail, God. But, God, I pray for children this morning, God. Oh, God, look on children, children, children everywhere, God. Oh, merciful Father, look on these children, God. Oh, God, they need you, God. They need you, God. Look on children this morning, God. We lift up your children, God. You should suffer little children to come unto you and forbid them not, oh, God. Oh, God, help them, oh, God. Help them, oh, God. We ask for help for children this morning, God. Oh, merciful Father, look on your children, God. Your children, God. Oh, merciful Father, help us, oh, God, to trust you and believe you, God. Believe your word, God, because your word is true, God. And we thank you this morning, God. Oh, God, look on this this morning. Look on everybody that's on this line this morning, God. You know their hearts. You know their situation. You know what they are going through, God. But merciful Father, we ask this morning for peace, God. Jehovah's alone, God. We ask for your peace, your peace, God. That peace that surpasses all understanding, God. Your peace, God. Your peace, oh God. Peace that we can rest in you, God. We can praise your holy and righteous name, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God, hear our cries this morning, God. Help us to look to the hills on whence cometh thy health and strength, God. Help us to trust you, God, knowing that this is your day, God. You have brought us to this day, God, not to murmur, not to complain, God, but to praise and to magnify your name, God. We come this morning, God, looking to you, God, saying thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Oh, God, you say in all things, give you thanks, God. We don't understand the things that we're going through, God, but God, we're going to give you thanks in a way, God, because we know, God, that you're going to work it all out for us, God. We know, God, that you care about us, God. And, God, we can trust you, God. We know, God, that you love us in spite of all, God. And we say thank you for loving us this morning, God. Look on the police departments everywhere, God. Look on these policemen that's not right, God. We ask you to clean up the folks, God. Clean them up or clean them out, God. We praying for the farmers this morning, God. Oh, God, as they climb, <clears throat> climb these ladders, God, to rescuing people in these fires, God, we pray that you will keep their feet stabilized, God. We pray, God, that you will minister to them and show them which way to go, how to put that fire out, God. Oh, God, fire, fire is raging here. Fire, fire is raging there, God. But we pray in this morning, God, that you will keep them farmers safe, oh, God. Be ever with them, oh, God. We put them all on the altar this morning, God. They need you, God. They need your help, God. As they travel up and down the roads, God, give them a trip, God. Look on the first responders, God, as they travel down the roads, helping this with them, rescuing that one, God. Give them the wisdom and the knowledge what to do, God. We're praying for your people, God. Look on those on the boats, the airplanes, God. Oh, God, someone is 
taking sick on that plane, God. Someone is sick, God. But God, we know you are a great healer, God. A great healer, God. A healer everywhere, God. And God, we can look to you, oh God, in the midst of situation, God, because you are able to heal, 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 Lord God. Oh, gracious Father, we thank you this morning, God. We just thank you this morning for all things, God. We thank you, God. Oh, God, because we can trust you in every situation, God. You told us, oh, God, to live, oh, God. Help us to live for you, God. Help us to be them shining lights in this dark world, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, God, we just thank you for your beautiful sun that's shining this morning, God, as it shines through our windows, oh, God. Help us to praise you, God, because, oh, God, your sun shines, oh, God. It's shining, oh, beautiful us today, God. And we thank you for shining on us, God. We thank you for shining, shining on us, oh, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God, you know that sun gives that vitamin D, God. And we thank you for shining on us this morning, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, hear our cry this morning, God. We pray, oh, God, for ministers this morning. We pray for pastors this morning, God. We praying for you, oh, God, all those are standing up in your your pulpits, oh God, in the homes, God, wherever they bring in your message, God, we praying, oh God, that you will let them lead you, God, they will preach your word, God, they will tell people the truth of your word, God, that they will lead people the way you want them led, God, look on them this morning, God, word their mouths, God, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, look on your ministers everywhere, God, we ask to you, oh God, to anoint them, oh God, anoint them afresh, God. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, give them an ear to hear from you, God. Give them an ear to hear from you, God. You know what your people stand in need of, God. And oh God, word they mouth, God, put them on the right track, God. Let them lead the people right, God. Move, oh God, move flesh out of the way, God. Move, oh God, in them. Move, oh God. God in them. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, God, let them walk and talk the way you want them to do, God. Happen to be the example to your flock this morning, God. Oh, God, not just on Sunday, but six, seven days a week, God. Oh, God, help us, oh, God. Help us to lead your people the right way, God. Help us not to be hindrance or stumbling blocks in nobody's way, God. Oh, merciful Father, help us, oh God. Help us to live for you, God. Help us to praise and magnify your name, God. Help us to trust you, God, and knowing, God, that you is our loving Father. You are loving Father, God. You are blessed, oh God. We bless your name, God. We praise your name, God. We just magnify your holy and righteous name, God. We just thank you this morning, God. We thank you, God. Oh, gracious Father, we thank you, God. We love you. We magnify your name. Oh, God, we thank you this morning, God. Now, go, God, we can live. Because you live, God, we can live, oh, God. Your word said, the writer said, he lives, Christ lives within us, oh, God. Oh, God, we can live for you, God, and we can live, not worrying about tomorrow, but, God, we can live for today, and we live today 
fearing all things, not worrying about nothing, because you hold our hands, because you walk with us, we talk with us, God, that we can trust you. We can praise your holy and your righteous name. We just thank you this morning, and we give your name all the honor, all the honor, all the praises, all the glory. We give it all to you, God. We don't want to take nothing, God. Whatever we are is because of who you are, and we thank you this morning. We praise you, we love you, and we magnify your holy and righteous name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we come this morning. We come saying good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone that has joined us this morning. And at this time, we have our personal meditation. We welcome everyone that's come here this morning. And we ask you take this time to give God your praise, give God your petition that you might trust God. We just thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for all things. This morning we say good morning, good morning to everyone that's on the line. And those far and near, we welcome you to First Virtual Church this morning. And we just thank you, we praise you, and we love you. And we just say thank God for another beautiful day that we can praise your holy and righteous name. At this time, we're going to have our meditation from Pastor uh, Brother Dennis. Good morning. Good morning. What a beautiful morning. day. I have to agree with you. It's the uh, you know, middle of May already. Can you believe yep. that? Time goes so fast. But, you know, that's okay. We uh, we just hold on for the ride with God, right? You know, this past week has been kind of uh, up and down for me personally. Uh, you know, sometimes you think that. And I think all of us... Uh, Sometimes it seems like we're on that uh, uh, habitual roller coaster. You know, you have your ups and you have your downs. You know, God has a way of, of, of lifting us up when we need to. But then sometimes we just, uh, you know, we, we lose. And we have that feeling in our stomach. You know what I'm talking about. You know, sometimes we just, uh, we're not living the way we should. You know, and as we, as I look at the Bible and read and meditate and, and just praise to God every day that, uh, you know, give me the right words to say and the things to say, it, uh, you know, my spirit kind of turns away or, or tries to pull me in a different direction. Not my spirit, but you know what I'm talking about. You don't feel, don't feel, don't feel right. Uh, you know, we got to get right with the Lord. You know, I look at uh, the, the, the apostles and the disciples in the Bible, and, and uh, you know, I look that after uh, after Jesus was crucified, you know, Peter and John and and all, they kind of went their own way, but then they got their act together, 
they got their act together with the Spirit of the Lord and, and when Jesus came back and, and, and talked to them before he had his uh, before he ascended into heaven, after he rose again, he, he came and talked and spent time with them and talked to them and, and, and told them, this is what you need to do and this is why you need to do it and, and, and the Spirit of God will, will uplift you and take care of you. So they, they their whole attitude changed, their whole life changed during that period of 40 days that Jesus spent with them. You know, sometimes, you know, when we walk with Jesus, our whole life changes. And when we think that you know, want to be or, 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 or try to shape our lives uh, the way God and Jesus wants us to shape our lives. Our whole lives change and, and we have to make that decision to do that. You know, and, and how, how do we do that? We, we're bold. You know, uh, we have to be bold. We have to be bold in what we say and how we act. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, we uh, I had a, a opportunity to, you know, address some people, and, and I, you know, it, it, you have to, you know, let them know that, you know, I, I survived my life, I survived this world, I survived this pandemic, I survived my everyday trials and tribulations because of who, because of, because of Jesus, you know, we have to be like Jesus. You know, uh, years ago, uh, well, not that long ago, you know, what would Jesus do? Remember that? Everybody was into that kid. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Well, we know that that's just not a, a fad that goes for, you know, a year or a half a year or because some uh, marketer decides, oh, this would be a good, we can sell all these bracelets, we can do this, we can mark, you know, and make mm -hmm. money. Well, you know, they did. Mm -hmm. But we have to remember, it's not what they did, it's what Jesus did. And as I look, um, look at the disciples and I was talking about the apostles and what they did, it, you know, and, and you look at how they uh, reacted and, and how they uh, stood. And, and Acts, uh, it's situated here, Acts uh, chapter 4, verse 13, okay? And, and uh, it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, and they realized that they were unschooled, unschooled, they were unschooled, ordinary men that were, they were astonished. And then they took note that these men had been with Jesus, that these men had been with Jesus. They were unschooled. They were ordinary men. Are we ordinary? Yeah. Everybody. But are, are we with Jesus? But do we, is our life different because we were with Jesus? Peter and John's life was different, but it was only after, after they totally gave themselves. Amen? They gave themselves to God. They gave themselves to Jesus. Their whole life changed. And, and people recognized them for that. And they recognized that they, were, you know, that they weren't afraid to, to preach Jesus. They weren't afraid to preach about God. Even, even all right, we're going to throw you all in jail because you're all talking about this Jesus guy. You know, he's gone. Why are you even bothered? You know, because they loved Jesus and they, they, they loved what he said and told them. So they stood up for him. 
you know, they stood up for what they believed in. Do you stand up for what you believe in? Do you? Did you turn your life over to God? Did you turn your life over to Jesus? You know, I, I, yeah, I, I, some of the people, yeah. Well, we talk and, and talk about salvation to other people sometimes. Oh, you know, I don't have time for that. Excuse me? You don't have time for God? You know, God has time for you. Has God ever said, oh, I'll meet you tomorrow morning at uh, 9.30. We'll set up an appointment. Uh, do you need an appointment to talk to God? Uh, if you do, you need to, you need to rethink your, your faith. Because God doesn't need an appointment. He talks to you all the time. You just have to listen to him. Uh, you know, Peter and John listened to him. They, they, they got bold. They got bold because they knew that what? When Jesus was on their side, their lives were changed. They were ordinary men, ordinary men. Mm-hmm. They were educated. They didn't have a doctor's degree in divinity and or psychology or or speech. You know, they were ordinary men. Look at the Bible. The Bible is full of ordinary men. Look at Moses. Lord, I can't do this. Yeah, you can. I can't do this. Yeah, you can. You know, and God used it, right? And look at little David. Oh, oh Lord, I'm going to go see my brothers. Oh, I'm going to stand up against this man that's threatening the, Israel, you know, the Israelis. But yeah, okay, you know, hey, if you're against God, guess what? <laughs> Got news for you. You're not going to win <laughs> if you if you stand up against God and say, oh, I'm going to take you down. God's going to say, okay, yeah, go ahead. Just, you know, give it your best shot. But but I'm going to use ordinary people. I'm going to use ordinary men. I'm going to use ordinary men and women to, to show show the belief that they have in God. They're going to live their lives. They're going to be righteous. And that was, you know, that's tough. We all know it's tough. You know, it's a rough life. We, we get sidetracked very, very easily, especially in this world. So we have to we have to pattern our life. You know, they were ordinary men, but they were in the presence of Jesus, so their life changed. We can be in the presence of Jesus, so our lives can change. It's real easy to do, and we have to remember to stay in the presence of Jesus. And how do we do that? Through daily prayer, daily prayer, daily uh, uh, Bible Bible reading. Just get to, you know meditate. I'm not saying you have to open a Bible every day and read a verse. Oh, that's great if you do it. But sometimes you just have to say, Lord, okay, I'm ready. Come on now. What do you want me to do today? Help me. Give me the strength I need to face what lies ahead. You know? And who knows what lies ahead? God knows what lies ahead. And if we come out on the other side the way God wants us to come out, we're going to be better for it. We're going to be better for it. And, and our, our testimony, our testimonies will change and our lives will shine. You know, I want to be the one in the neighborhood. I'm sitting outside and, and somebody's having a rough day. They can come over and sit down and say, okay, Dennis, I need to ask you a question. I see you sitting out here almost every day. Why do you do that? Because I'm looking for my neighbors. <laughs> I'm here to talk. If you want to talk, come talk. If you had a... You know, if you had a bad day at work, the boss yelled at you, or you just couldn't get things right, and you just need somebody to come and talk to about it, you know, I can't change what happens, but I can change what can happen to you in your future. And that's what Jesus did. He didn't, you know, he knew people. 
he didn't come to talk to the, the teachers and the scholars and the doctors and the lawyers and, and, the, and the professor, whatever. You know, he came to talk to us, ordinary people, ordinary people, you know. And he showed his love to us. We were ordinary, ordinary men and women. But our lives have changed because why? We have the Spirit of God in us. And we should show him that Spirit of God. And we should not be afraid. Not be afraid to let people know that we love. We love God. We love Jesus. And our lives have changed because of him. No matter the trials and tribulations we're going through, no matter how many times we stub our toe or, you know, cut our hand, the Lord is still there and he still loves us. And he's still there for us. We don't need an appointment to talk to us. We don't need an appointment to, to turn our lives over to Jesus. We just need to do it. And we just need to praise him and, and thank him, you know, every day, every day. You know, thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, that things are looking up. Things are okay. I'll be all right. I have I have a goal in my life, and that goal is to, to be more and more righteous in my you know in my walk with Jesus. You know, uh, it's a daily a daily battle, a daily struggle to do that, and and it's hard not to not to step or slip, but He's there with us. No matter how many times we slip and fall or whatever, he's still there to uplift us. No matter what we're going through physically, financially, and mentally, he's there. He's there to protect us and take care of us. We just have to be open, open to what he has for us. And and that's what that's what Peter and John, you know, they were they were out there standing up, talking to, about who God was, who Jesus was, what he did for them. And, and hundreds and thousands of people were, oh my God, you know, were being baptized. They were being baptized because they were, they understood that Jesus loved them and that God loved them and that they would have eternal salvation and, and they could face the world, face the world. You know, not everybody that, that you know, uh, makes that life-changing decision, you know, stands stands strong. But we have to stand strong. I want to stand strong. I made that decision, and I have to stand strong. I have to stand strong and say, okay, I'm an ordinary person, but I'm with Jesus. And since I'm with Jesus, that makes me extraordinary. Think about it. Think about it this week as you, as you walk. Think about being a little extraordinary because you have Jesus, because Jesus loves you, and he'll never, never leave you. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's the morning. That's three, that's four, that's five. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I thought y'all be more happy to hear me again. I said I maybe need to go back until you miss me. Surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Good morning. You shocked I came back from Australia? I was going to come back. 
I told you, yeah. And then, see, they don't know what I'm going to tell them. I mean, they kind of quiet, you know, what I may say about them. <laughs> oh, that what it is? Oh, yeah, you do yeah. got your, your, your 10 page report. we gonna, right, we gonna have. Really, yeah, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My, 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 my bell going to tell me what was going on. She's going to give me the 411. <laughs> Right. She was, she was getting ready. Got them all down. Yeah, yeah. She kept, she kept detailed notes. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I'm gonna ask for your prayers. Uh, normally, it's easy to do these services. It might get a little bit harder now. No, 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 no. Gonna get yeah, it's going to get a little bit harder than that. No, it's going to get harder than that. I smell French toast over in the other room. It's going to get harder than that. You know, that's all right. And I'm oh, not used to it. smelling good food while I'm trying to be in here working. Oh, he got good food. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, I smell French toast over there. I, I, I thought about a bank for forsaking all of us and going to that kitchen. Yeah, you Finally, my... Finally, my brother and I... speakers on. See, I like see 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 that sounds like a true Catholic. Now, <laughs> this morning, I want to do a few things, remind you, because uh, the the month is slipping by, as Brother Dennis so eloquently told us. And, uh, I have uh, done some work here a few minutes ago. Well, in the last week, since the last three days, actually. Uh, been back since Wednesday, but we've gotten a lot of people registered or gotten their ballots sent to them. So I asked you, go ahead. You know, we got a governor's race coming up, and the Democrat uh, primary is coming up here in a minute. Uh, actually, it's going on now. So uh, if you want to uh, make sure that uh, one of the sisters gets involved. I'm not going to prolong that. If you want to meet me in the parking lot, I'll tell you how I feel about what's going on in the governor's race and uh, the conversation that me and some of our African-American leaders had. Uh, they like lovely turncoats. That's all I'm going to say about that on this sanctified call. So, if you uh, want to get your votes in, because quite frankly, it comes down to you, because apparently, whether it's Washington and Republicans or Virginia and Democrats, nobody cares about the people. So the people got to care about themselves. I'm just telling you the truth. You've seen advertisements. You've seen where they're going. And I don't like to push black issues. I really don't. I am not a black nationalist. But I will say this on this glorified call. You can't elevate black people while you keep putting them in the back seat. And I said I won't say nothing else. So I'm going to calm my nerves down because I've been hot. I threw the phone outside on the window when I was down there in Australia. So I wouldn't see it. But uh, there are some fine folks. Uh, uh, I'm going to say a name that many of you will know. Uh, Brother, uh, he had a funeral home over there on 35th Street. What is that man's name? 
uh, Carlos Howard. He's been in these streets virtually cussing about it. And uh, we have the opportunity. Like I said, I'm not a black nationalist. You will not see me shaking hands with Malcolm X no time soon. But at the same time, you can't on one side your breath say that black people need to be elevated. On the other side, you're going to hold them down. And it just don't work. And so, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just telling you that we are at a point in our time now where we don't need a savior. We already got one. He died on the cross 2,000 years ago. And he didn't need a substitute. We can do it ourselves. And so get out there and vote. Vote how you want. I don't care what you vote for. But I just don't want you to be told who you're going to vote for. If that makes any sense to you. On May 31, we're going to, uh, that's going to be a Monday. We're not going to have uh, Wednesday meditation on June 2nd. We're going to have it on Monday because it's Memorial Day. And uh, Brother Dennis, I believe we have to finalize our conversations about that. Am I right? I, mean, I, I thought we did, but that's all right. We can, uh, you know, we need to talk about it more. That's fine. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm getting old. I got a lot on my mind now, so you got to refresh my memory and tell me what I what, what I'm doing. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna do that, and we're going to uh, uh, celebrate and pray for our servicemen. We're also going to have our communion on that sun on that Monday. So. Uh, uh, join us for that same time, 6:45. And since you don't have to go to work, then you know you don't have nowhere to rush to because everything's gonna be closed. Excuse uh, me, but I thought Memorial Day was on the fourth Monday. No, it's on the fifth Monday. It's on the 31st, according to my calendar. Okay. You know, my calendar may lie, I mean, you know. No, I'm sure if you saw it on your calendar, um, it used to be right on the date, and then they made it on, you know, the 4th. So, you know, I, I don't see, and that's what I, but if you see it on the calendar, then, of course, you're right. Yeah, I hope so. Make a five Sundays. <clears throat> yeah, pardon me. Make got five Sundays this month. Yes, five Sundays, but it's four. The four is uh, twenty. But that's okay. We don't need to care about that. I'm just asking. Go right along. All right. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Since we're going right along, go ahead and get your fingers in that water. You had a good music. I've been sitting here now for one solid half an hour at the field. <laughs> nobody told me when, where, and what. So when, this, when you, uh, well, I got one more thing to say, and I'm going to okay. get out your way. All right. All right. All right. I've been backed up now. And, and, and Brother Booth wants to talk. Y'all got out church early last Sunday, but that partially early, three minutes early. I'm going to hold you about three minutes a day just to make up for it. Oh. <laughs> I got a whole new thing about that. Go ahead. I'm here. <laughs> uh... 
the last thing I want to say, because someone came, a couple people came to me this week, and uh, they said, uh, well, now that you got this young lady, and in all fairness, one of the persons came, not, not, not in the same conversation, but there was a young lady who came out of support wanted to make sure that, that that I was taken care of and I'm not talking about that person so so uh please don't get offended because uh, I know they're on the line but somebody came to me today and said uh you got this girl now so you know you need to give up this dog and pony show and get into the real world they said that as I was sitting down helping them with their taxes. They said that as I had just returned from the grocery store for them. They said that as I was helping them to figure out how to use their phone. And while I was doing all that, they said, you need to go get a real job. And I went on the internet, went on the Google. Mama Bell, I'm going to go after this. Get your fingers in the way. Wake me up. <laughs> No, I want you to hear it. I want to hear it real good. I said this. I said, you know, those groceries I put in your refrigerator, it's three cents on a dollar if somebody delivered from Instacart. That service I gave you on your phone is about $100 just for you to make the call or make the request. And we don't have to ask you what Jackson Hewitt is going to help you with your taxes. So for all the folks who say that I don't have a real job, I would like for you to add up how much it costs for what I don't charge for. And then the second thing I want to say is that I started on this journey, and the Lord blessed me on this journey. And I might be crazy, but I was taught if the Lord gave you a blessing, you don't abandon the blessing when he gives it to you. Mama Bear, go ahead and play. That's all I got to say. I'll let that marinate. Ready? Okay.
Glory to God. I, I made the Lord over. Oh, no, he got it. Never mind. Go ahead. No, sir, go ahead. No, I, I said I made a mistake and forgot to tell you he was preaching, but you know how to figure it out. So go on here about your business. I'm sitting there and shut up. I forgot I'm still on vacation. <laughs> God bless you, Pastor. And so good to hear you back in the land of the living and that you and First Lady made it and we uh, honor you today for giving us this opportunity to come and share what's on our heart today that I believe is going to be an encouragement for all of us. It was an encouragement when I was putting it together, and Lord, I should say, when the Lord was revealing, revealing it to me, and it blessed me and just encouraged me so much so that I thought Brother Dennis was going to preach my message, and I started to, I started to uh, give him a, a, a phone tag and say, go on. But uh, uh, some things he hit on um, was very, it's very prevalent um, in our day and our time and our society in which we live. And um, we must take a hold of those things, of those truths when they come to us, that we will understand where we are and know where God has taken us in this season and this time. And God so loved us that he gave his son. And um, and you know that the Bible says in John, St. John 1, that the Word became flesh and it dwelt among us. And the Word uh, is so alive today that it's living in our heart. And we thank God for that living Word that's living in our heart that calls us, to prompt us, and to <clears throat> elevate us to where we need to be. And we thank God for that. Again, thank God, uh, Pastor Barrett, for allowing us to come today and and uh, may God's speed be upon you in all of your endeavors as you continue to walk where God leads you. The Bible says it like this, uh, a good man's steps are ordered by God. And as you continue to move in this life, uh, no matter what comes or your way, just know that if you are walking with God, you're all right. You're all right. And I thank God for that. Um this morning, um, I'm not going to bore your patience that long, um, and um, maybe the, the senator from California, um, Maxine, can redeem her time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we thank God for you all this morning. Um, this morning, I just want to read a couple of passages, uh, a couple of scriptures we will, will refer to um, uh, quite a number of scriptures this morning um, from the basis of the standpoint, we just want to encourage your heart. Um, I'm coming from Second Kings, story text is coming from Second Kings, uh, the sixth chapter, and the text or the, the, uh, the story itself is found in, uh, in your private reading, go back reading, is the sixth chapter, the eighth through the 23rd verse, the 8th to the 23rd verse. Sorry about that. Got a little cotton out there. And but for our reading this morning, we would like to lift up three of those scriptures. Um, um, before you, that is the last three, the 15th, the 16th, and the 17th verse. 
And when the servant of the Lord arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, At last, Alas, my, my master, what shall we do? Keith answered and said, Do not be afraid or do not fear. For those who are with us is more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened up the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountains were sealed with horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I would like to use for a subject this morning, topic, subject this morning, fear not, you're not alone. Fear not, you're not alone. Father, we honor you, we praise you, we give you glory. We pray, Lord God, as we regurgitate that which you have fed us with, we pray that it be nourishment to those who were here. You said, Lord God, let the, let them hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And I believe that, Lord God, there's a resounding voice of you telling us not to fear. And, Father, bless, this, bless me as I bless the people what you give me, give me. Feed me. Feed me. Feed me until I won't no more. And, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Uh, the uh, subject title again, fear not, <laughs> you're not alone. Many of us need to know that. We really need to know that we're not alone. We need to know that because of the circumstances and the crisis that is going on, uh, somebody say in the world, but let's bring it a little closer. I don't have to go in the world to tell you about trouble. I can bring you to my house, and I ain't got to get, and I guarantee in the first few moments you'll start this feeling, the wrath or whatever's going on, and and with everything that is that's going on, it can give you uh, uh, a sense of some kind of fear or in, or uncertainties of you not knowing what tomorrow brings, but and, and it has a tendency if you don't watch it. If you watch it, meaning whatever you're looking at that is scary, that is fearful, that is uh, maybe a mountain that is setting before you, the massness of it, the larger of it, the, the, the intensity of it, if you don't watch it, it will put you in a place of fear. But uh, fear is a powerful emotion it can grip us and it can and it can it can draw us into terror have us dreaming about fear having us dream about whatever we are fearful of 
and it keeps us from and it, it keeps us from succeeding in life. It cripples us and it it it, it chains us and and keep us um, from from moving forward. I'm so reminded of the elephant and how they train elephants as a as a babe elephant. They tie them to a peg and stick the peg in the ground, a stake, and um, it's, it's down farther enough and large enough to keep that that elephant in a confined place. But they, as the elephant grows, they keep that elephant tied and, 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 and uh, to that peg, not knowing that the, the elephant not being aware of his massiveness and his strength only thing you got to do is pull, he don't have to pull hard and just pull the thing right out the ground. But because he has been trained, trained to be uh, confined or trained to be tied up, it has ha- now has become a part of him. He has picked up the spirit. He has picked up the the the, the thing. I can't get away from this. I'm hooked for life. And a lot of times, if he ever get the courage to understand who he is, and and just pull away from that thing, he will understand that it ain't that bad. That what I've been tied to has been hindering me from doing the massive stuff that I could do. And a lot of us are here this morning. The only thing you do, you just need to take courage and pull, and and you got the strength, you got the power. God has empowered you with that. And so don't allow fear um, to steal your joy, to take your courage and leave you cold, naked, and trembling. Fear is an emotion that grips us and immobilizes us. It wants to take your, uh, it wants to steal your joy. Again, it wants to take your courage and, and leave you uh, for dead, actually. Everyone has fear. So everyone has some kind of fear. You may have a fear of death. You may be fear you may have the fear of failure itself, defeat, rejection. You might have a fear of the dark. You might be have a fear of flying. And the majority of this stuff is it has been edged in our heart. And it has been edged in our mind. Because we have allowed what we see and what we have engaged to have an intake from others and not pursuing that what God has placed out there for ourselves. And so, therefore, we allow fear to t- take a grip of us to say, irregardless to what everybody else said, Lord, if you told me to do it, there it is right there, Lord, if you told me to do it, I would do it. And I'm not going to, I might have some questions along the way, but why I have my questions, I'm going to move and I'm going to take off. One thing about fear, it gives you an image. It paints a picture. It wants to put you in a place that you feel that you can't get out of or fear that you can't get over. I, I have a phobia of, of heights. 
you know, when I get up high, uh, my, my everything inside of me starts to turn from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Everything, everything feels like it's just turning and turning. But one thing I notice is that if I go up and don't look down, I'm good. But the moment I look down, that's when fear creep in. So the, what's, what's the antidote for me not to fear when I climb high? Guess what it is? Don't look down. If I don't look down, I never see how far I'm up. I might see how far I have come from, but my brain is telling me how far I will go down if I fall. Uh, uh, look, look at Peter. Was it Peter that was in the boat? Yeah. And he said, Lord, he said, if it be you, be it me to come to you. Yeah. What did he do? He didn't allow the storm. He was scared of the storm because he cried out. They was in the boat. But when he saw Jesus, he got out of the boat and he began to walk on the impossible. How many know? I, I'm not going to tell you to go out to the river out there to to uh, 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 Nova River uh, out there, uh, the river that runs behind uh, uh, Waterside out there between Portsmouth and Norfolk. I ain't telling you to go out there and walk across the water. God's going to see you cross there. But I am, and I said, if you don't believe that you can't walk on water, just fill your bathtub up enough by the inch and just step in and see where your feet fall to the bottom. Nine times out of ten, it will. But Peter, he got off on the water and he began to walk because he kept his focus and he kept his eyes on Jesus. But when he lost his focus, when he allowed what was going around him to distract him, yeah. That's when fear came in, and that's when he began to sink. Yeah. And so, therefore, we're going to have to keep ourselves in a place where God has, had, uh, so we won't look at the storm. We'll look at the promise, and we'll get some more in that in, that in, a, in, in a minute. Fear is an emotion that can grip us and immobilize our dreams. It can keep us from succeeding in life. Fear wants to steal your joy. But God wants to encourage us with these words, fear not. These words are used about 88 times in the Bible and mostly spoken by by God to his people. This phrase is in our text today. Let's begin with our story. Let us let me introduce to you the characters. We got Joshua, Joham, um, the king of Israel. We got Ben Hadad, the king of Syria. Then we have Elisha. The background in verses uh, eight to fourteen. Ben Hadad was making war against Israel, and he was setting up count in various places, and each time he set up a count, God would reveal to Elijah, which was the prophet during this time, and then the prophet would reveal that to the king, Johan. This happened several times, so Benadad caught on that someone has got to be telling this man his plans. So he accused his servants, and one of his servants said, no, 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 it's Elijah. 
is telling Joham. The prophet is telling Joham this. And so they went to seek out to find and capture Elijah. And once they found him, they surrounded him with horses and chariots and soldiers. Verse 15, early in the morning, Elijah, the servant, woke up. He went outside and saw that they were surrounded. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do, Elijah? Fear not. For we are more than they. How can he say that? There were two of them. And they was completely surrounded by the Syrian army. It wasn't that Elijah was an optimist. It was he was able to see the armies of the living God and his servants. <laughs> And his servant wasn't able to see. So Elijah prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And when God opened his eyes, he was able to see the mountains filled with horses and, and chariots. I, Lord, I ain't going there right now. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Have you ever felt like the servant, I, I'm surrounded? I don't know which way to go. And you, you see, this stuff got me surrounded. My fear uh, of everything. I'm scared. I'm scared to go to the mailbox at a certain time of day. The waltz is out there. The waltz is going to get me at a certain time of day. I can't go out there to, Lord have mercy. I ain't going out there to the voting booth because if I go out there to the voting booth, they're going to say, you know, don't, you know, them people, they're going to get me out there. You, you, you're scared to go down. You're scared to go past the police station. You start to shaking and trembling and you can't sleep at night because you think somebody in the house with you and, and all of this stuff. You want to go on a vacation, but you don't want to get on the plane because you got a fear of flight. And God knows it's like, like you just surrounded everything. It's surrounding you. And everything looks so massive when you look at it. It just don't surround you, but it got you feeling like you uh, are cluttered, like you, like you boxed in. But when, whenever you feel trapped, by your fears, and they seem like no way out. It's time to pray and ask God to open up your eyes. Let me tell you how this could happen. Number one, you will see, if God opened up your eyes, you will see the true nature of the battle. You will understand the true nature of the battle. You will understand, like the Elijah servant taught, uh, that the battle was against uh, the whole Syrian army, but God and his spiritual army stood against by Elijah. Like the servant, so many of us, so many of us are blind by the true nature of the battle because they have taken their eyes off God and they have focused on the world and of its problems so they feel outnumbered. When we look to God, he opened up our eyes, and we can, can see with God's eyes. And you will find out it's more with us 
and it is with our enemy. Oh, we've been playing. Lord, now ain't no gas. Lord can't get no gas now. First it was old COVID, Corona. Corona got us running crazy. Now now the gas got us running crazy. Uh, politics got us going, you know, everything. Just just running, just running, 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 running. But you think it's about the politics. You think it's about COVID. You think it's about the gas. But there's something behind that greater than that. We we not only can see what we are, the majority see, but the ballot is is a spiritual ballot. It's spiritual in nature. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses in high places. We are in battle. I don't want to go too far in that. This is not the teaching session. This is the preaching session. This month, I must hurry on. But there's so much in there. A lot of times we fight against what we see, but there's a spirit lined up behind that. The conflict is, is, is actually over authority. Jesus has all rightful authority. Colossians says, for him, by all things were created, that we in all things in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible, the thrones and the dominions and the principality, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things <laughs> exist. He even created the angels, but the Satan and but Satan, a fallen angel, rebelled and attempted to steal his authority and was cast out of heaven. Now Satan wants to control your life. He wants to control your mind putting out illusions and things that, that it really doesn't matter. Even humans, even us being human, that uh, we walk in face at this earth, uh, we have to take part of spiritual battles. First Peter 5 and 8 said, be, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy plows like a roaring lion seeking whom he devour. In your fear, he won't devour you. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your peace. And that's what it's all about, stealing what is rightfully yours. You know, uh, you you, you need to understand and tell the devil, I'm going to arm myself with the arm of God, and I'm not going to allow you to steal what God has given me. He's given me this joy. Mama used to say, this joy that I have, the world can give it, and the world can't take it away. And you need to tell some of your troubles right now. Tell, tell some of your fears. You may come. You didn't give it, and you ain't going to take it. You didn't give my joy. You can't take my joy. You didn't give me my life. You can't take my life. What I have, it comes from God. So I'm not going to fear you because I'm going to arm myself with the arm of God. I'm going to put on salvation. I'm going to put on faith. I'm going to put on truth. I'm going to put on righteousness. I'm going to allow God's word to pray the good news of Jesus Christ. Satan has no, he may have some powerful forces, but God, we are, have more spiritual hosts than he has. Remember the Bible said, it was just a third of them that, that came with him. 
So if it was just a third that failed. That means that is two-thirds that has not bowed. <laughs> that is on your side. Amen. <clears throat> They're on your side. If there's anything that you can hold to in your life, ask God to open your eyes and let him see the true natural natural uh, nature of the battle because until we see, <laughs> we, will never, we will never understand the true victories that we have. When God opened our eyes, we will experience his presence. When you open our eyes, we will see the Lord. We were, we will we are reminded that He always He is always there with us, just as He promised, like in Matthew twenty eight, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. There is nothing about being in the presence of the Lord, or or it, it, it will be stronger than being with someone else. God is is true His presence brings forth joy and peace and harmony. He gives us his assurance that he would never leave us, Amen. that he would never forsake us. Yes. Fear not, again, fear not was spoken by God and accomplished by the presence of his word. He even told in Genesis 26, when Isaac was afraid, the Lord told him, I am God, your father. Abraham, do not fear, for I'm with you. In Jeremiah forty two eleven, Jeremiah was afraid. Uh, Jeremiah was afraid. God says, "Do not be afraid <laughs> of the kingdom of Babylon. Don't be afraid of the city of Norfolk. Don't be afraid of the state of Virginia. Don't be afraid of the results of the of the census. Don't be afraid of whether it's Donald Trump, Biden, or whoever's in office. Don't be afraid of Babylon, of the things and the decisions that people trying to make upon your life that they know they have no business doing them, but they're doing it anyway because their power and their influence in the world. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of him, declare the Lord, for I'm with you. I will save you and deliver you from out of their hands. will. There's one favorite scripture that we all like to quote. Yea, though I walk. Come on, somebody finish that for me. Through the valley. Come on, talk back to me. I feel like preaching now. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I'm going to do what? Feel not. I'm going to feel not. I got one to say I'm going to feel not. I'm going to feel not. I'm going to feel no evil. I'm not going to fear no evil for who? Thou art with me. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with us. 1 John 4 and 4 says, He who is with you is greater than he that is in the world. Remember when God is with us, we are already the majority. And we will always have the victory. When God opened our eyes, we are reminded that God's past victory. Listen, do you think you got here today all by yourself? 
Do you think those things that you was fearful of yesterday and may come back as a shocker that you might be fearful the day of it? But have you ever thought about it's been five years now. It's been 10 years. It's been 20 years. And if God has kept me, ooh, all of those many years, it might have been stretched from yesterday. It might have been two weeks ago. It might have been, guess what? It might have been something that happened at your childhood that is taunting you. But listen, you got here because God loves you. And he cares so much for you that he took you up in his, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. He took you up in his arms. When you didn't think you was in his arms, you was in his arms. When you was doing what you were doing, when you knew that you didn't supposed to be doing it, you was in his arms. When you didn't want Jesus nowhere near you, when you didn't want to love him, when you didn't want to tell him I thank you, when you didn't even appreciate him waking you up in the morning, he brought you this far. It was he that brought you. Mm. When you thought there was no God, and when you almost cursed him to his face and said, I don't believe in this thing called religion. I don't believe in this thing called Jesus. I don't believe in this thing called church but God sustained you yes he did regardless to what you thought he sustained you so why stand here in fear now when he done brought you from victory to victory he done brought you from place to place only to bless you again, not to leave you, not to leave you standing alone. Oh, I don't have what I want to have. Forget. Listen, forget what you don't have here. But let me remind you what you're going to get over there. Jesus said it like this. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And he said, if I go to prepare, I'm coming again. And I'm going to bring you to my rest. I'm going to bring you to that promised place. See, this place on earth is not a promised place. Jesus said it like this, and I'm going to have to bring one of my sanctified closings in. He says that, he says it's like this. He said, for you to cherish your life, you lose it here on earth. But he said, if you're willing to lose it here on earth, he said, man, you're going to reap the benefits of a heavenly home. A heavenly home. We're just pilgrim passing through. And listen, every situation where it may not have turned out the way you wanted it to turn out last time, and the time before that, and the time before that, God permissive will allowed it for somebody and even you to get the glory out of it, out of your pain, out of your hurt, out of your fears. And a lot of our fears come from the lack of understanding. When you cut off the lights and you're at home in the dark, and when fear creeps in, it creeps in because you cannot see. Lord, open my thou servant eyes that they may see. 
God bless you. Most gracious and all-wise Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. Help us, oh God, to remember that we don't have to fear. Help us to remember that you are there with us. Help us to remember that you love us. Oh, merciful Father, we just thank you for this word this morning. Let this word comfort our hearts. Let this word saturate us, oh God, that we can stand tall, cry loud, and rejoice in your word. We just thank you this morning. And as we go this morning, may God be with you till we meet again. Till we meet again, may God be with us. We trust in and we obey in your word. And we just thank you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen, amen. Have a great, great week. God loves you. And we do too. Thank you. God bless you. Right.